We're going to talk about poverty today. We're going to talk about poverty right now. Um, and not really poverty in terms of being poor. We're going to talk about the language of poverty. Right? I'm going to end up in, in a concept that really has, has something to do with poverty, but it, it's mathematical. Right? So, you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that there's a difference between being poor and being in poverty. And you can be in poverty without being poor, right? And then on the contrary, you can be wealthy without being rich, right? We, we know the latter, but we don't understand the former, right? So if we're saying that poverty is a mindset, poverty has a language, right? Poverty has a, a language. There are certain words, there are certain key words that that happens that we say that indicate that we have a poverty mindset, right? And the two two most commonly used words of poverty language are blame and fault. If something happens and the first thing you talk about is who's to blame or whose fault it is, we're talking about somebody who has a poverty mindset. Because rich people or wealthy people don't talk in terms of blame and fault. Because when you talk in terms of blame and fault, you're problem-oriented. And that is, that is the underlying mentality of the poverty mindset. Is they look at the problem. The problem is this. And that's what they focus on. Whereas the wealth mentality focuses on the solution. Right? So the wealth mentality gets gets out of blame and fault. And they talk about solutions and responsibilities. They get out of blame and fault and start talking solutions and responsibilities. So since we know that, right now we're going to transition into the concept I'm calling the absolute value. Because what happens is something will happen in your life. It may be a traumatic experience. It just may be something that doesn't go right. And what most people tend to do when something doesn't go right is they tend to revert back to poverty language. Well, it's not my fault this happened. If this, this, and this would not have happened, then I wouldn't have been in this situation to begin with. Well, it's not totally my fault because this, this, and this happened. And the problem is, you already done assigned a negative value to something that may end up being a positive. But because you've already assigned a negative value to it, your mind has already fixated on it's negative, so I have to use my poverty language instead of my wealth language. But see, what, happened, what would happen if we took the absolute value of something 
right? Something happens in our life, whether it's good or bad, but we just took the absolute value. We didn't focus on whether or not this event is negative, which means we didn't assign blame and fault. But we also didn't look at, we also didn't speed past what happened to look at solutions, right, and, and, and wisdom. We OD'd. See, that's why, that's one of the pillars of observing dangerously, is that you can take the absolute value of an event. That even if an event seems bad, if we're taking the absolute value of it at, at first and getting down to the root of what actually happened and some possible reasons as to why it happened, we can then have a better understanding and judgment of whether an event is truly positive or negative. See, when we observe dangerously, again, our sins, our citizens are heightened. Right? We're hyper aware, we're hypersensitive. But we're hypersensitive not to judge. That's the key. See, nowadays people are hypersensitive when they're judging things. You gotta watch what you say because everything is offensive now. That's not ODing. That's nitpicking. We're not nitpicking. Right? So when we OD, what we're doing is we're taking the absolute value of an event. Some of y'all then assign negative, then assign a negative value to something that is the key to your progression. Some of y'all have assigned something that looks to be positive, but it's actually leading you towards destruction because you didn't take the absolute value first. Right? That's, that's how the wealthy people on Wall Street, the, the, the billionaires and all these people, they can take huge losses, but they're not, they don't define themselves as losers. It's not because, well, I lost this, but I have this in the back. Like, that's not why these people are not losers. They're not losers because they take the absolute value of something. They can say, okay, this event happened. Before we judge it, before we assign a positive or negative value to it, let's get to the genesis of the problem. Right? Most famous example I get, most famous example of this that comes to my mind is, is Kobe Bryant. Everybody knows I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Rest in peace to the mamba. And I think it was his second year in the league. They were playing Utah. And, you know, the game went into overtime. And, you know, Kobe is, I don't even know if he's 20 years old at this point. And he... He takes three threes in the fourth quarter in overtime of this game at Utah. I want to say in 98. And they were all air balls. 
right? So the Lakers end up losing the game because Kobe kept airballing threes. But what did Kobe do? Kobe didn't automatically assign a negative event. Oh, man, I just blew it for the whole team. I let the whole city down. And he didn't automatically go into justifying. Well, man, I'm just, look, I'm young. I'm just, I'm just 19, 20 years old. I got time. Right? If Shaq would have been better, it wasn't really my fault, because if Shaq would have been better, then we would have won. Or if the other people in front of me would have done their role, it wasn't no, well, I know what the solution is. I just, I just need to, and it's like, nah. What Kobe did was he said, okay, I went back and I watched the film, and I OD'd. Okay, why did that happen? Oh, I know why it happened. I didn't have enough legs, because if you look at the shots, they're all dead center aim. Oh, I didn't have the legs. Okay, why didn't I have the legs? Ah, because I was, I'm still training like I'm in high school. It's an 82-game season plus the playoffs. Okay, so I got to get, I got to get stronger. And I got to get more muscular endurance to last the entire season so that I have the legs. Oh, that's the easy solution. So then it wasn't a negative. It was a positive. But see, what most of us wouldn't have the wherewithal, wouldn't have the mental fortitude, wouldn't have the restraint, which is a, a different kind of strength, to not be upset with yourself because you, because you just lost the game for your team, to not feel embarrassed because on national TV, you and they're shooting air balls. But to step back into OD and to look at it from an impartial point of view and to say, what's the absolute value of what happened here? Oh, the absolute value is I wasn't strong enough to go a whole 82 game, whole 82 game season. So I didn't have enough legs going into the playoffs. Oh, that's the problem and that's the solution. So, how do we take the absolute value of something that happens in our lives? We got to start by monitoring our poverty talk. We got to start by monitoring our poverty language. How often are we, are we looking at events that happens in our lives or maybe not even in our lives, maybe just in the world in general, and our initial reaction is, whose fault is this? And our initial reaction is to assign blame. Our initial reaction is to jump into solution mode. Or our initial reaction is we have to fully de define the problem using my biases. Or the initial reaction is, that's just another example of X, Y, Z that I've seen happen. And we don't look at each individual situation for what it is individually, take the absolute value, and then decide if this is a positive 
or a negative event. So in order to take the absolute value of something, we got to defeat the poverty language. 